Welcome back to Whitgift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff, to parents and to pupils about topics that are relevant to you. Now, in this episode, we're talking to Alistair Osborne about the co-curricular program at Whitgift. Alistair's about to tell us, firstly, what co-curricular actually means, but then we hear all about the approach the school takes and what the future holds for co-curricular. But we also find out how Alistair got into teaching in the first place. It's funny how these things happen sometimes. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as we speak to Alistair Osborne about the co-curricular programme at Whitgift. Alistair, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, Simon. Really well. Tell me what your day's looking like. Here we are recording at just gone eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so it's a, an early start. Um, yeah, my day's quite busy today. I've got, um, actually, I, I, though I'm a senior member of staff, I still do a lot of um, teaching. So I've got a, a games lesson this morning where I'm on the hockey pitch, um, coaching some hockey to us under 12 C team. And I've got some of my A-level lessons later on in the afternoon. And we've got finished the day with a senior management meeting till about 5.30. So quite a, a busy day. Okay, all right. Well, busy life in, in a busy mm. school, it sounds like. Um, and weather-wise, how's the weather looking this morning for outdoor sport? Looking okay, actually. Looking okay. I shall do my sort of Batman piece and change into my sports kit later on. Um, but certainly haven't got to get my Gore-Tex gear on today, which is a good thing. <laughs> awesome. That sounds really good. Okay, now we're going to be talking about your role here as someone being in charge of the co-curricular programme. Um, but first of all, actually, before we get into anything else, could you just tell us in a snapshot what co-curricular is? Because some people listening to this, they, they might have heard that phrase. It's a bit of a funny term in some ways, and in, in many ways, a bit of a school term as well. Just tell us what co-curricular is. Yeah, that's true, actually, Simon. Actually, I often ask the, the boys that I'm interviewing them for admissions, um, for entrance into the school, you know, do you understand what the term co-curricular is? Because it's something we use all the time and lots of people may not quite understand what it's about. Um, so co-curricular is anything sort of outside of the normal teaching time. So it could be before school, it could be at lunch times, it could be after school. Certainly at a school like Whitgift, it, it's very much about the weekends as well. That's very much part of sort of school life. But we're thinking sport, we're thinking drama, we're thinking music, you know, the clubs and societies programme, which is huge at the school, CCF, Duke of Edinburgh. So it's all those pieces that are outside of the sort of academic periods at Whitgift 1 to 7, as it were. I see. Right. Got it. And then some schools talk about extracurricular. Is there a difference between co-curricular and extracurricular? Um, reality, no, not really. We call it co-curricular because we use the word complement. So it sort of complements the curriculum. It isn't something extra that we add on. We like to think that the, the co-curricular and the curriculum, you know, when a school is at its very best, they're working in synergy, they're working together. So I mean, it, the reality is no extra and co-curricular. They are exactly the same, but it's just a slant or an angle that different schools like to put on them. Got it. Right. Thank you for that clarification. Uh, now, a small bird tells me that you've been at Whitgift for what must probably feel like 100 years, uh, but quite a long time. Tell us how long you've been at the school for and how you ended up at the school as well. Yeah, so um, this is my 27th year at Whitgift. I, I, <laughs> I, I love yeah, I love living in Croydon. Um, but I mean, I was brought up, um, my accent will probably come out from time to time, I was brought up in a town just outside Birmingham um, called Tamworth. And, and I guess my own education was really very very different to that that we provide at Whitgift you know I went to a state primary and a, and a, and a comprehensive school and I look back with um, you know really fond memories but in terms of co-curricular and opportunities it was really very limited I mean you know no no school plays no musical opportunities and you know sport is 
something that I, I still absolutely love, but it certainly um, is something that sort of sort of monopolised my sort of childhood. And like many parents probably listening to this podcast, it was my parents who drove me all around the, the sort of the, the local area to different sports clubs. Um, mm. And I guess it was that passion for sport that has sort of um, driven me through. I think, you know, when I was 14, 15, I think like a lot of teenage boys, I had ambitions to, ambitions to be a, a professional footballer. Um, you know, I had sort of trials at the main football clubs, Aston Villa, um, Stoke City, but a lack of ability ultimately meant I didn't actually sort of make the cut. And it, I sort of picked up a hockey stick um, around the age of 15. And that was something that was sort of has been integral. And we talk about sort of my career through the school, something that's been a sort of a thread through it. I somehow managed to get the qualifications to get to Exeter University and I had four fantastic years there to studying to be a PE and geography teacher and sort of stumbled into Wycliffe really through my career, my sort of university days. I didn't know if I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I had some real sort of poor experiences um, and some really, really bad lessons that I was teaching um, and a final teaching practice at Taunton School, which many of the listeners may know. I had a fantastic experience there and that sort of put me in the mindset of teaching and in my final year at Exeter I captained the men's first team a real privilege and it was on a hockey match as often from Exeter driving up the M5 and I was just speaking to a teammate about jobs and uh, he asked me if I'd applied for any and it was just coincidence I said yeah I'd I'd seen an advert for a, a school in South London couldn't remember the name, began with W, and as it just happens, he was an OW, had been to, to Whitgift, and his name was Matt Kelleher, so thank you, Matt, if you're listening, you sort of you don't realise what an instrumental part in my life you've been. And so I applied for the job, and I'm very, it's sad to say that that was in 1995, the interview was, and that's, that was my first and only interview. They offered me the job, and actually, again, people listening may or may not know, but Mr Norris, who's another assistant head, we both applied for the same job and we both got offered the job and both accepted it and are both still working at Whitgift 27 years later. Hang on, you you were both accepted for, for the job, so they created an extra position for the pair yeah, of you? Two, yeah, I'd, I'd say two for the price of one. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> very, very different skill. Mr Norris and I have very different skill sets, but um, he's also a sportsman, obviously, and we, we sort of have, have worked through and our careers have gone very much sort of in line with each other. But um, yes, it was quite an interesting sort of moment, really. And isn't it incredible how that journey going up the M5, you know, such a brief moment in your life in the scheme of things has had such a dramatic difference in, in the direction that you're taking? It is strange and it, yeah, you don't really realise such such small conversations because it was, you know, it, I think we were playing up at Bristol and so it, it, it was just a, a fleeting moment and I happened to, to, Matt happened to sit up on the front next to me and just happened to ask me, you know, job applications and I, I'd looked um, at the job notice board at Exeter because back then sort of, you know, you, you, the schools used to send flyers around to the top universities and it was just printed up and put on the board and I'd read it and I'd thought about it. And I remember it began with the W, which is a little bit unusual. And yeah, strange conversation. And then yeah, applied for the job and had a, um, a great experience and, and moved up in 95. OK, let's jump back to co-curricular then, because in the vision statement, it talks about co-curricular programme being unique. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Expand on that and and explain to us why why that's the case, why it is unique. I mean, we completed a, a new co-curricular um, vision statement very recently and it's important that we set out that sort of roadmap of principles that 
guide us um you know why we do what we do and we put that on the website but it's it's actually quite difficult sometimes to articulate those things in writing so it's great just to be having this moment to to speak about the unique program um Mm. big picture sort of mindset you know we always try and look through the lens of the pupils um Mm -hmm. you know we try and put ourselves in their shoes and ensure they're at the center of what we do and why we do certain things i think it's very easy as you get older to forget what it's like to be 12 and 13. Um, Mm. And that's not to say everyone will always agree with sort of the decisions we make, but it makes and drives our decisions. And it's it's, it's a key piece to the success in our programme that the students get buy-in and really feel as though they're being listened to. Um, Mm -hmm. We take a very much an individualised and and tailored approach um, in getting to know our students. And I think actually because we are a bigger school, we're conscious of that and we prioritise, mm. therefore, the relationships in getting to know our students. And therefore, I think it's become an absolute strength. I mean, in terms of the uniqueness, before a student even steps into the school, so I'm sure there'll be some parents who are listening who um, at the moment are trying to decide on, on which school to sort of start in, in September for their, their children. You know, before the boys even start school at Whitgift, you know, we have activity days in the summer for those boys. We have induction days. We have parents' courses. So before boys and families actually become part of the Whitgift um, sort of family, as it were, um, we've done a lot of work with them, making sure that big step into secondary school is as smooth as possible. And then when students actually join the programme, we're conscious that there is there's so much that goes on at Whitgift. You know, over a hundred different clubs and societies, the sport, the music, the drama. It's important we don't overload so what you know, that unique aspect is making sure we we stagger our program but right at the heart of it our aims are really to take the students outside of their comfort zone you know we do a lot of work with the students on this I and mean, i personally love the concept of the growth mindset it gets talked about a lot and this links heavily into how we approach failure um, and then this leads into the building blocks of resilience something i think that we all as as teachers and as, as parents, um, you know, we sort of engage with it. our children are living in an ever-changing and more demanding world. And resilience is one of those key qualities that we want our students to have. Um, but these things don't get built overnight or just in one term or one year. So it's a real journey um, that we hope that by the time a student leaves the school, they have that inner strength and confidence, not arrogance, um, but confidence to succeed. And they continue to challenge themselves and those they work with in, the, in, the, in their careers. Um, mm. So we do this and as soon as students join the school in year seven. I mean, it's quite unique, Simon. We, we, we um, give the students seven free golf lessons by our resident PGA pro. Um, wow. you know, something, yeah, absolutely, it's fantastic. I mean, something that not many boys have the opportunity to sort of do. And Tim Trotty, who runs that course, is fantastic. So every boy gets a series of six golf lessons. We take the same approach with fencing, you know, another unique sport. I mean, we think golf and fencing are two activities that most children haven't experienced by the time they're 11. So we get them um, involved in those activities. From the arts perspective, when boys join the school, um, in year seven, we have what's called the autumn collection, which is mm-hmm. um, where the, the whole of year seven, so 175 boys, perform as a school choir. And we hire out the Fairfields Hall in Croydon. So it's a fantastic mm-hmm. venue. So in that first term, 
They've you know, experienced golf, they've experienced fencing, they've been involved in a live choir performance. Every student also is part of the instrumental scheme. So for boys who um, have never played a musical instrument before, that could be the start of a love of music that, that follows them through the school. Um, and we're just finalising at the moment something we call the Whitgift 7 programme, um, mm-hmm. which we've done a soft launch at the moment on the website, but it aims to bring together all the amazing work we do in Year 7, from the activity days, induction days, all the sports that we do, the charity work, the arts, and bring it to there so they can see the journey that boys go through in, in Year 7. And mm. I mean, th- this, this year, it's, when you're in charge of the co-curricular programme, your own bosses can come through. Um, this year we introduced a compulsory cooking program in year six and often you know you don't get emails from from parents and no news as they say is often good news but our year six cooking program has been has gone down really well and the boys have been absolutely loving their sort of six-week cooking course so that's all the boys Mm. in year six Um, and then as they go through the school um, we also start to introduce more activities so um in year nine, we have a, a compulsory co-curricular program. In the world of, of co-curricular and, and schooling, as boys go through those difficult years of 14, 15, and, and life pressures change and the academics become more mm. serious, it's easy for them to not fall out of love, but just disengage with, with, with the programs in the school. So we have a compulsory mm. year nine program after school on a Tuesday where the boys choose from um, Duke of Edinburgh, uh, bronze award our combined cadet force so ccf which is something that's quite new so the boys can choose to go into the army and the navy um, mm-hmm. and then we also have run an art program and a science course so in year nine there's this uh, sort of compulsory element to it as well and this ensures boys are making the most of these incredible opportunities and i guess as well being in year nine the the alternative for many of them might just be to pick up a device and go onto youtube and stay on youtube for three four hours absolutely i mean yeah you can't get away from technology. So every opportunity that we have to take them away from screens. I mean, obviously lockdown was not helpful on that front. I mean, we were so lucky mm. to be able to offer um, some some fantastic opportunities and lessons, but everything was engaging in screen time. So it's great to be out of lockdown um, for the mm. boys to be back out on the fields, back out rehearsing for drama and music. Alistair, I'm just going to jump back uh, about, mm. about five minutes. You mentioned one of the things that was important was prioritising getting to know the students. Now, if we jumped back in time, I don't know, let's say 70, 80 odd years, then a teacher or a head teacher in a school might scoff at the idea of the importance of getting to know students. Now, obviously here in 2022, we know that getting to know students is, is a good thing to help them. But tell me why you feel that's an important aspect of the work that you do. For me as a teacher, I think, you know, relationships are what make me want to get up out of bed in the morning and come into the school. It's those individual relationships with, with the boys, with your class, whether it's a sports team, whether it's a you know, drama production. And it's those relationships that, that strengthen the quality of your, your teaching. And actually, it's, it's what makes the children smile. It's what makes me smile. It's, it's the small pieces. You know, we spoke about the small conversation I had back in 1995 going up the M5. Um, which mm. then made sort of maybe allowed me to get to sort of my journey to Whitgift, and it's those small conversations that we have with the students on a day to day that that have a huge impact on the lives mm. of the boys. 
Interesting. And of course, one of the other things you mentioned was about one of the activities being fencing. And I'm just thinking that Whitgift being an independent school, some people listening to this who don't have much experience of an independent school might sort of feel like fencing is one of those classic kind of independent school sports that only sort of happens in an independent school. I mean, is that the case? Is, is it just a, a, dare I say it, a sport for the elites? I mean, how does that fit into school life at Whitgift? Yes, I mean, our, our sports programme, um, so I had the good fortune of being director of sport at the school for, for 16 years. Um, and our, our sports programme is, is, again, unique and it is one of a kind. But we have our sort of core sports, so the, the traditional rugby, hockey, football. And so that, that, that we have 100 sports teams. You know, we have 750 boys regularly involved in, in, in sport fixtures on a Saturday. Um, in fact, mm. this weekend, just gone, I was taking the 12 Bs and 12 Ds over at Caterham School. Um, we had 65 sports teams playing and almost 800 boys in on one Saturday, which is, wow. which is, which is, which is quite incredible. And, you know, again, I, I just hark back to those relationships and, you know, taking the 12 Ds was just the highlight of my, genuinely the highlight of my Saturday and speaking to the parents afterwards and their, mm. their children had, had never played hockey before coming to Whitgift and now they've mm. fallen in love with this activity so we have that sort of core sport element which generates a huge amount of interest and passion but then mm. it's important that we provide those other sports because not everybody loves team sports it is it isn't everybody's mm. thing and so pieces like fencing yeah and you're right it, it is quite a, a public school independent school piece um, but that's just one of many other opportunities from water polo, swimming, badminton. Um, we run a fantastic modern pentathlon program. Um, so all these other opportunities are there for boys who don't find their niche, don't find their, their passion in those core sports, but certainly want to get involved in some sport and activity. I mean, that probably links into our outdoor education program, which again mm. is, you know, is absolutely fantastic. And so it's evolved over time to go with sort of what the boys like and enjoy again that sort of thread of thinking what boys will like so we have a, a hugely popular bmx club we run a mountain biking biking club rock climbing club we do sailing trips ski trips you know one of the most popular trips every year is the surf trip that we do so that again there's just the core sports are very important at a school like whitgift but the program is much bigger than that and hopefully all boys will find something that they're really passionate about i mean that's really what we want you know and my son has picked up he, he's at Whitgifton in year nine and hockey is his thing and he, and he plays in the b team and he tries really hard but he he comes home with a smile on his face and i think as a parent mm-hmm. you know when your children come home happy everything seems that little bit nicer and easier and you mentioned as well the compulsory cooking program uh not that long ago i say not that long probably about five years ago i was at another boys school nowhere near whitgift and i'm not going to mention which school it was and i i asked them about their cooking program and and their food tech and the response came back uh from from someone in the senior leadership team which was this is a boys school we don't do cooking here and it was very much that tell me why you feel like cooking is such an important thing at whitgift we can't have that kind of statement, Simon, can we? Um, I mean, in, lo- in lockdown, I um, started, a, actually, Miss Norris and I, again, Miss Norris and I started a cooking channel. And again, it, it, was, it was hugely popular. So we sort of record, try our very best to record someone making a, a lemon drizzle or ginger cake or something. And then we asked the boys to post us. And we were overwhelmed with the boys making some incredible videos of what they were cooking at home during lockdown which was fantastic which we then post on our on our website but cooking actually i mean going back some time we used to have um a whole sort of area of um 
cooking and it was something we did in the sixth form but health and safety and hygiene standards these days that you mean you need so many qualifications that actually the cooking club is run by our fantastic catering team and we have Mm -hmm. academic staff who sit in with them so we actually use our main kitchens for the boys but again Mm -hmm. it's it's so important on so many levels. One is, is to have just a healthy attitude towards food. That's just so important. Mm. But also just to break down some stereotypes of the, the sort of um, piece that, you know, boys should be in the kitchen. You know, they should be cooking. Mm. They should be helping out in those areas of life. And so it mm. serves two purposes. Mm. You know, the boys absolutely love it and it's getting some good principles into them at a very young age. And I'm sure people listening to this right now will absolutely agree with you and not with the other school. Um, tell me a bit about the future of the co-curricular programme then at Whitgift. Yeah, um, I mean, certainly... We don't want to be drastically different in the next five years, otherwise we perhaps wouldn't be doing a very good now, but good job now. But what um, we do need to evolve, we need to look forwards to continue to develop the programme. Um, a lot actually we do is often orientated around the sort of staff and sort of their passions that we also try to, to feed into. Um, so mm-hmm. we've got a new member of staff who I know we're working at the moment with her on setting up a meteorological society. So um, there will be lots of new additions, but certainly what we're post lockdown, what we have really focused on is is embedding values into the heart of our program. Um, Mm. You know, the the program must always be exciting. It must always be challenging. Giving students that opportunity to try new and exciting activities is always something that Mm. we want to hold close to us, but also Mm. give the opportunity to students to excel. You know, that could be on the drama stage, in a production, in a concert, on the sports field. But that aspirational element of what we do in schools is really important. And again, I, I won't go on about relationships anymore, but um, in terms of relationships, it's certainly around passion. You know, something that I always associate with students at Wickiff, you know, whether it's with the CCF, with its drama. Um, the, the students are incredibly passionate and, you know, and they, they feed off each other. Um, and, and we always talk at the school actually about achieving beyond what we think is possible. Um, and that's mm-hmm. a nice sort of statement that the boys certainly buy into. And I guess the most recent example mm-hmm. of that is Joe Chong, who won the Olympic gold medal uh, last year in modern pentathlon. You know, he joined the school. Mm-hmm. He'd never fenced before. He'd never shot. He certainly had never even contemplated riding a horse or being an Olympic athlete. Um, it was even on his radar. But through that passion and through opportunities, it became a reality. And in sort of last year, he won an Olympic gold medal. So that passion often leads to success. And while we don't directly pursue success, success, I guess, being defined as um, you know, just trying your very hardest, it's often the outcome of learning to work really hard and mm. applying dedication mm. to the task at hand, which leads to success. So you're not focusing on the outcome, you're focusing on the, the process is something that's really important. Mm. It's all about the journey and not the destination. Oh, absolutely. Um, Alistair, we need to bring this episode to a close in a minute, but if anybody wants to find out more about co-curricular at Whitgifts, how could they go about doing that? So the website is um, absolutely superb. I must admit, it's now full of, the co-curricular page at, on, on the website is full of all the information that any parent, um, current or who's considering joining uh, the Whitgift community could could ask for. Um, but other than that, there's certainly, again, I love having conversations with parents and really you know, my job is to make sure every student um, has a wonderful time at the school and I take a lot of pride in speaking to the boys and setting up their programmes for them. So 
there's sort of general information on the website. If they want to have a conversation with me, I would really enjoy that sort of opportunity. Awesome. And actually, while you're talking, I just literally Googled Whitgift co-curricular and it took me straight to that page on your website. So anyone listening, that's a great, great way to find that page. Um, Alistair, thank you for your time here. It's been it's been really good talking to you. Thanks very much for being here and, and giving it all up today. No problem at all. Thanks, Simon. Thank you. So that was Alistair Osborne talking about the co-curricular programme at Whitgift. Thank you, Alistair, for joining us on this episode of the podcast. I appreciate the time you gave up for this. Now that's it for this episode. Our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.